ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you Wisdom, 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 Season 1, Episode 16, Spinning Ball. Welcome everyone to episode 16 of the first season of the Juggalo Rewind podcast. Hey, we're one number away from uh, a Juggalo lucky number. We are. Yeah, didn't think that. <laughs> <We're, laughs> there's too many things going on at once. I, I'd like to apologize to everyone listening, but this is going to be the longest, most nonsensical episode <laughs> Even already. before the intro starts, I'm like, what <sighs> number are we talking about? All right, well, you're hearing our guest in the studio. We are here with our good buddy, Garrett. What is going on, Garrett? What up? Man, um, I am happy to be on this podcast. Welcome is. to the world of the Juggalos. Oh, everybody got clown love. And then mama. <laughs> All right, we gotta. I gotta start raining us in. Yeah, let's uh, get, let's get back on track for a second here. <laughs> it didn't take long. That was literally <laughs> seconds. Uh, if you've been listening to us all the way through, you know that we go through one track at a time. We talk about the lyrics. We talk about the historical context of said song. And uh, right now, we're winding down on most tasteless. This week, we have, as I said, special guest Garrett, and uh, let's. Since we don't have many guests, you know, we've only had a couple so far this year, right? Mm -hmm. We're going a little bit off of our normal format, but Mm -hmm. we'll we'll jump right into uh, Garrett's deal here. Uh, Tell everyone who you are. What you're all about. I, we can just start with like who you are, how we know you. Then, sure. then we'll get into your juggalo history. Sure. My name is lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Garrett. I've been friends with Chris for a long time, since about high school. And um, do you want me to say who I am and stuff? Like, like I'm like the co-creator of Wayne County to... Life. Oh, wow. Look at yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping bombs. Is that yeah. what you meant? <laughs> is, your, uh, is your arm okay? Patting yeah. yourself on the back there? Uh, Everyone comes on this show and becomes uh, Barry Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Kelly over here to yeah. pat himself on the back. Now get your gimmick over. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, who are you? And like, this is my resume. It's like, no, we just want to know your name. Like, and where you live. I'm from Garden City. I'm 36 years old. Like, no, just tell us that. And you'll just like, everything I'm famous for. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Um, and uh, then are you, we allowed to swear with you on here? Or are you a family-friendly... Uh, I mean, I'll fucking swear. Okay, I, just, I don't want your uh, I mean, your fan base to... The song we're talking about, I don't think there's any way around us. <laughs> That's also true. Being unfamily-friendly. I mean, let's get fucking wicked out here, dude. Who fucking say swear words? <laughs> This is this is gonna be oh, this is gonna be a fucking nightmare. So right, do you want anyways. me to talk about my history with Juggalos? If you want to get into, we don't even. You're just like I'm Garrett. I've known Chris for a couple of years, and I, have, and I harass Juggalos. I, I feel like if I was to define my history with Juggalos, I've been a historic enemy <laughs> of them, and I don't want to be now. In, and a, I'm in not. a nice way. In a good we're way. We're here to bridge the gap. Yeah. Yeah. Make a well, friendship. You did bridge the gap. You were the first kid that like was a juggalo in my crew. And when he was brought into my group of friends, I was like, we must remove <laughs> this clown. <laughs> like, he can't be here. So, But Chris was kind of the first person to be up close 
a living juggalo in my life. <laughs> like he's a zoo animal. Right. I mean, I was lucky to have Eric Julian, a friend of ours, vouch for me to bring me in because there was no other reason why I'd hang out with any of you people then. I was super (laughs) close with Eric. So, and I've spent, I live next door to him. So I spent all my time, me and Eric were like brothers. We like lived in the same house, basically. We just shared houses. So when he was like, no, this kid's cool. I was like, what are you talking about? He's wearing a hockey jersey that is, has a clown on it. <laughs> what, what year and grade are we talking? I remember being ninth grade. Ninth grade, yeah, right off the bat. So, so that's be like 1999, 2000. Right. Yeah. So I'm right showing there. up with a sweet flamed out Jekyll Brothers jersey. Oh, right. nice. That's and now, top notch one. I had had... I had known who they were, the clowns and all that stuff, and like in our neighborhood, I just had a bad, just had a bad taste in my mouth with the clowns. I just thought they were bad. (laughs) I thought they were bad people, and I thought they were bad artists. I don't think that now, but when you're when you're like twelve, the people who like bring who were juggalos coming into school. I was like, I don't like these kids. So it's funny that you say that because I think they touched on that in the recent movie, right? Like, or yeah, maybe I've so, seen it in other places. So, not just to yeah. spin off of what you're saying, people are very def- juggalos are very defensive about their group, their people, their how people perceive them. Sure. A certain subsect of those are a problem because they are the ones that look bad. So there are people who are, I said this, we've bounced around with these names. There are people who are normal. Yeah. And there's a small minority that makes them look bad. Sure. And that's where, like, obviously, I, I think we're normal. But you are saying you encountered people in high school that were just either, like, too crazy or burnouts or, like, yeah. you're too into the culture when you're that young. This is real, like, this is all I like. This is all right, I listen right. to. I'm throwing Fago, like, in, right. in Mrs. Robinson's I didn't know those English kids. class. I didn't even know them, so they could have been cool. That's why when I when I was forced to meet him, I would have instantly thought, like, this kid's a psychopath. And he's the least, I mean, he's, he's fucking weirdo. Yeah, but, like, but not in that kind of way. Right, <laughs> so, like, that was kind of the first thing. And he, you were into art, and so, mm. like, that was kind of always one of the things. And he was a wrestling fan. No, well, of but, course, I so, mean, that's hand in hand with juggalism, right. I feel yeah. like. And so then I always go into like, wrestling is the only thing where I was, that's where they would always, I would come, because I'm a wrestling fan, which means if you're going to brush in with juggalos, they're going to be in your life if you're going to wrestling Especially shows. in the late 90s when ICP's popping <clears throat> up, you know, and in all three of the promotions. Yeah, and, and I was going to the indie shows, like, you know, like in Westland and stuff. So like, yeah, they were around and the kids were around and all the fans were around. So like, I did have brushes with them and stuff like that. But like, so wrestling was kind of the thing where I was like, I've always said, like, if you're a wrestling fan, I can just, like, trust you. And especially as I, I was a kid, and you were a psycho wrestling fan. The <laughs> oh, yeah. Most, <laughs> most psycho I had met. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I can look past this juggalo shit because he's a wrestling <laughs> fan. But I always thought that wrestling stuff was always like, well, that's the one thing I have to look past with juggalos. We're all fans. And the, <laughs> when the bell rings, we're all fans. Yeah. And I think I argue this with every sub... I don't want to say... I keep saying subculture, but... Every group has your good and your bad, right? Yeah. If it's college football fans, For if sure. it's Lions fans, if it's country music fans, if it's Juggalos, if it's wrestling fans, right. like there's a big majority that are normal ass, going to the job, working at a bank. Right. But there's like two or three that you see that are like, how does that guy have a living? Does that guy have a family? Like, <laughs> right. does he have a home to go with? Like, <laughs> But it's everywhere. So right. there's bad Kelly Clarkson fans. There's bad ICP fans. Totally. Like, so it's not just. It just happens that we all live in Detroit. 
and I think we grew up in their heyday, and totally. you had... That's you know, how it is. If you're in fucking Boise, Idaho right now, in high school, right. there's not like a subset of Juggalos in your English class. But when we grew up, there there was, and you're like, who are, who are those weirdos? Totally, but, and now I love it all as just a nostalgic thing. I love I love it like it's the NWO. Like, it's... <laughs> ICP now is awesome to me. I'm like, and they're like... I have nothing but respect for them as like just artist and grinding and going for it and self-made as hell. I love that about them, that they're self-made. So I always thought that was cool. Even when we were kids, I thought that. Because mm-hmm. you were the first one telling me about like their in-house stuff, the DIY stuff. They were the very first example I had ever heard of that. Yeah, way ahead of their time on that stuff. So much. And I remember you just being like, no, they don't get it printed. They print it. And, mm-hmm. then, and I was like, even as kids, we were like, that's so smart. Because <laughs> we're in print tech. So yes. Printing t-shirts and flyers. <laughs> thinking about that stuff. Thinking about that and knowing that they were doing it. And like, and at that time, a stranglehold on it. Like, they were killing it. And I was like, I always respected that shit. And you they're know. still doing it. You know, yeah. It's crazy. 30 years later, they're still selling shit out and making it themselves. And cutting yeah, they still have the time on that. I've uh, discussed this. So you had ICP, Eminem, Kid Rock all coming out at the time. <laughs> what a time. In the, in the, the, 90s, the late 90s. His new song's great. <laughs> That's what made me think of it. <laughs> great and not a great one. Terrible 20 song. years later, here we are. The only ones who seem to get respect in pop yeah, culture and in modern is ICP. Eminem's canceled, as they say. Everyone hates him. Kid Rock is just a fucking idiot lunatic yeah. now. But ICP, everyone's like, man, I respect, I don't like their music, but I respect what they're doing. <laughs> the juggle world is there. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you would have said that 20 years ago. That's like, I didn't want to be mean. I say all that stuff, like, I respect them, and then I just always want to say, I really wish I liked their music. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I wish I loved it. <laughs> Just don't. I think a big thing is it had to click to you at a certain time. I mean, I've been sure people Have you talked it- about that? Like, what made it click for you? I think we did early on. We discussed, like, who we are and why, like, our background of this. Yeah. But, yeah, I think a big thing is like, no, we did this. This show is for sure on that nostalgia. Like, you listen to these tracks and it's like, oh, it's one of my favorite songs ever. But, like. You're not going to compare this to like Beatles and shit, yeah. you know. But you know, at the time, that's like, and you're all you listen to was yeah. this, and in its own bubble, it's and got it's, its own place. Yeah, and it's it, that's the thing. It's it's ours, and I bet you it very much feels like your oh, guys's, yeah. and that's so sweet. Yeah, I was jealous as shit of it. I think it's <laughs> when Nick, I, I saw Nick at like a bonfire and stuff. Our mutual friend Nick. And he was like, yeah, you should come to this show with us. And I was like, jealous that you guys were still going to go. It's like having a second wrestling addiction or something. Like, it's a whole different thing that you can still go do and have fun. (laughs) I don't have that. That'd be sweet. But you have wrestling. Yeah, I have the wrestling stuff. But, yeah, but you get to go. That is probably as fun as the wrestling stuff. Oh, yeah. And the merch. You, I would have been crazy about the merch just like when I first (laughs) met you. Yeah. I mean, look, look where we're sitting in the studio. You're saying there's not merchandise of different types down here? Oh, well, yeah, this is his... We always say... <laughs> we made this up during a fishing game. We're recording in Chris's basement, and I always say it's that... It's studio, come on. It's studio. <laughs> and I always say that Chris makes us live in his brain. <laughs> he makes his basement his brain. He once dubbed it a uh, demented Bennigan's. <laughs> all the shit on the walls. 
Yeah. yeah, this is a Bennigan's if uh, a kid designed it and that kid was allowed to watch whatever the fuck yeah. he wanted growing up. That's what there was no supervision going. Yeah, those kids, I got to watch it when they were like four years old. Yeah, that was what I they do. turned into. I seen Goodfellas way too young. Same, dude. <laughs> I mean, I... I'm happy that I did because it's one of my favorite movies ever. My dad used to describe that movie as like, that movie's just about cool guys, dude. <laughs> and I would be like, let's watch that cool guys movie, dude. Like, I remember, I this is way off topic where we are right now, but I remember watching movies as a kid and being like, I had to close my eyes during the sex scenes. But then I'm watching Joe Pesci get shot in the back of the head. Like, they didn't make me close my eyes for that. I'm That's like, exactly what used to happen. It made no to sense me whatsoever. I think my parents used to make me turn around when uh, Lorraine and Back to the Future leaned over and, and when like and I'm like I watch that now and I'm like what? Although, except there was a rape scene like before that yes. the, bad part. the context is way worse but oh, yeah it's, it's so funny how like parents think they're doing right I guess they're trying obviously everyone does but yeah and stuff like that it's like what we're just all feral animals. <laughs> My dad one time, did it before I saw Silence of the Lambs, Jesus. when I was in third grade, <laughs> before not, we saw it, <laughs> My dad described the movie. I know we're way off topic. He goes, yep, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, you got to see this movie. It's about this brilliant artist who they have caged up like a prisoner. And, I was, and then I watched the movie. I'm like, are you fucking nuts? What were you watching, dad? That's not what this movie is about. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> But yeah, so context and seeing people like judging them too harshly. Chris was the first dude. Oh, so going back to his basement. So his room was the first thing. Oh, yeah. And so when I used to go, when I first went over Chris's for high school, and I was just like, okay, we're going over to this kid's house. What is this going to be? You know, and we go in his room, and I've never seen anything so psychotic in my life. <laughs> Upstairs was his room, and he, you had Fago racks from oh, yeah. Kroger. No, it was from the abandoned gas station on Warren Road. I remember me and my, my cousin Aaron carried it down the street. <laughs> Fucking Cody Badenu over here. When, he had, when you had those, I was like, this kid is crazy, dude. So I put all my media on. I had never met someone who loved it so, like, juggalo shit. Because every kid we knew loved rap, and then maybe they were, like, into that yeah, shit. Yeah, you liked Riddlebox, maybe, or something right. like that, yeah. <laughs> you were at the forefront. Oh, yeah. You were like, no, this is rap. And then, Trendsetter. Yeah. We I, are juggalo influencers. But you had good taste in music, and, like, so you always dug everything else with us. Right. And that's what always made us laugh, is that you would be like, yeah, this is good. All right, I'm going with Pete, and we're going to go to this bowling alley and watch him rap or what the hell else would happen. I don't know. but I feel like we still get that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like we could be talking about Taylor Swift or the Rolling Honestly. Stones or Kelly Clarkson or whatever, but then, yeah, two minutes later, it's like, oh, yeah, but you guys listen to fucking Blazed yeah. at Home, and it's like, well, that's part of what makes us whatever. This is flowing nicely, because I just wanted to bring up all the names, too, that we... The names in high school that Chris would rattle off, like Blaze You Dead Homie, Anybody Killa, these <laughs> names would just be like punchlines for all of us to use against him all the time. And like just Blaze Ya Dead Homie is just the best rap name of all time. I'm Blaze, and I'm your <laughs> dead. I'm your dead friend. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? The thing is, we, to, we don't even like. Sometimes we'll take a, take a step back and be like, this is goddamn ridiculous. It's a dead body. <laughs> like, we're yes. like, nah, shit. And then we like, kill reference being dead. I'm like, oh, that's a sweet line. Like, yeah. This is awesome. But like, you take a step back for a minute. You're like, 
dead body. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I just like when he goes, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I still <laughs> watch it. Why? But like to go back, it's all gimmick, right? Like yeah. we, we've talked about wrestling. They yeah. all have their own thing. Cl- right. Clowns, weed smoking zombies, dead body, native funk, uh, bedlam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I call them bedlam. Right. Axe. But like wrestling, you grew up on the big boss man and nails and right. repo man and demolition. Like for sure, that's ridiculous too, right? Demolition was fucking the two baddest guys ever. Right. They're wearing S and M outfits. Like when you look back. Was I just listening to Greg Irons' podcast? It's crazy how there's a little sect in the 80s where all the faces were really bad guys. Yeah. Like, Hogan was raking everyone's eyes. <laughs> right, he always a cheat. Big Boss Man turned face and was still handcuffing people and beating them. <laughs> like, And they, were, they stopped, and they were like, could you imagine a cop gimmick right now on TV? That would be mortifying, because it would be like, are you a good guy? A bad? Like, you'd be beating, like, they'd get canceled. The WWE would just go under right there. Like That's why they said bland guys wrestling now? The kind of, <laughs> that could be a whole nother thing. Yeah, they can't push an envelope. You can't have a cop. Right. right. But I got into wrestling because my brother introduced it to me, and I, I looked up to my brother. So the guy who introduced you to it, did you look up to the dude? Were you like, this dude is sweet? ICP? The the guy who music. introduced you to that. Uh, yeah, so it was me and like a group of friends, and he had a, he had an older brother who was into it. So he, you know, probably looked up. This to, is you know, the key. The yeah, older he looked brother. up his older brother, and we just we'd go right. in his room, and he'd have all the cassette tapes, and you see the tapes, and like, oh, that's fucking cool. Would his like brother that. be there? No, when he was gone, we would oh. take him and we'd make copies of him, and then we'd just listen to these bootleg tapes. That's another thing. Since day one, this motherfucker bootlegs anything he can. <laughs> <laughs> If this thing had tape in it, this kid could copy tape. (laughs) It's true. See, that was the thing. I think I just got introduced to it, and I just was like, I don't know. The kids who I just was getting it from, I was like, I don't respect your taste. (laughs) Like, It was just like, I don't know. It's this dude named Travis who, like, he one time gave me a ride in his escort from the St. Raphael's Festival. Nice. And we went back home, which wasn't a far drive, but he played some Esham and some ICP. And I was like, no, not, not to this. And I think I was just more scared of him than Esham anything. Esham for sure was scary. Even when I thought it was cool, I'm like, I feel like I should go to the fucking church yeah. and get blessed after listening. Yeah, I was not comfortable with that. It you, was too you, much. You also don't like horror movies, right? I hate it. Yeah. It's, it's honestly just like the things I don't want. That's what ICP is. I've not. Not into clowns, horror, no. Are you afraid of clowns? It's not a, like a afraid thing. It's just like, why? <laughs> I, I was just like, my no, wife no, is I definitely afraid. Like, we went to a wrestling show and there was a mime. Yeah. And she turned and saw him and turned back around. And she was just bawling her mm. eyes out. I was just showing but, my kids old clips of Bozo, the show. Did you guys watch Bozo? Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it, but I know, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bozo's like, awesome. Five it's the, 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 the bucket the game, game. Yeah, 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 there's a million clips on YouTube. It's great, but creepy as all hell. Oh, yeah, so creepy. I get why people are creeped out, but no, nah, it was just more just like... And I will honestly always say, and I'm not judging, I was never impressed by their rapping. And I think for rap, it needed to be more impressive lyrically mm-hmm. for me. That's just kind of where I've always kind of, my taste has been. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an M fan, so it's like, yeah. you have to you have to impress me somehow. I right. don't, my ears like that now, better. to be fair, this was the years before Eminem. So you were yeah. an M fan, so what were you listening to? So what year, like, do you think this would have been that you were... Like, even coming in 95? Like yeah, I'd say 95 is a good point. Man, I was like, 95? Man, I don't even know. 95, 96. I know Loney and them, so Bone. I know, like, that's like the mostly, 
Bone was like my first. Mm-hmm. So you would think that the transition, they were kind of around each other, I feel like, Bone and ICP. Later uh, down the line. Yeah, yeah that's down like the 2000, line. early 2000s. Because there was a couple of times where I was enticed to come because you were like, Bone's coming. And I was like, what the hell are they doing performing with the clown? Well, it was yeah. twice. They were with Twisted. I seen them. And then they were on the uh, Hollow, Hollow Wicked, Wicked show. with. Yeah. It was a stack line. Was that Hollow Wicked Wonka? Yeah. ICP, Bone, Tech Nine. See, my dumbass was looking down on it, being like, why would you uh, go on the show with the clowns? Wanna why, bitch? Because their show's working. They oh, sell yeah. the tickets, yeah. bitch. Like, I mean, that's why. They've talked about that. Who would they tour with? Was it Mystical? Where they went on a tour, and they just threw ICP at the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, who cares, who cares? They come to Detroit, fucking 5,000 people are there. And after that, everyone's like, um, you're headlining. Like, when we're in the Midwest, you're headlining. Like, that's just... Bingo. It, that's the that's why anyone, don't lie. There's another song we're going to make talk about in the future on the season where they talk about jokingly like, oh, you're going to be like with this and that on MTV yeah. or like on Jenny Jones or like touring with Mace. <laughs> and like back then that was a diss, but now it's like shit like that's cool. You know, like it's, <laughs> Hell yeah. again, we were talking nostalgia is just the, the what brings us all back to the dance, right? So <sighs> This is great. I feel like I'm mending, <laughs> mending a relationship with the clowns. That you are. I'm do you play it. the song? Uh, we do. We do have clips. Okay. In between, so not right now. Like oh, we haven't okay. even gotten. We've fucking twenty five minutes deep oh, into the songs. Had been stuck in my head since I've listened to it. So I'm well, just like, we yeah, should we get into the uh, formalities. Yeah, we should probably. Whatever you want. Uh, I think we've had twenty minutes of <laughs> Garrett's uh, history with Juggalos. And sorry to all the Juggalos I ever made fun of. I think your braids are sweet. I like the little rubber bands. I think it's cool. I used to rock the rubber bands hard. Oh, I remember. <laughs> If you have any pictures of that, please send them to me. I'll fix them up, yeah. We had put to get those posted. I sent you my yearbook photo wearing a dark lotus jersey. That is great. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, let's get back into the actual format now that I'm totally thrown off. Uh, Garrett, we knew right from the start this was going to be right. <laughs> going to be off the rails, but that's okay. One more thing before we get sure. totally deep into this. Do you know the difference between ICP and Twisted? Because we're talking Twisted's most tasteless on this season. Does that, in your brain, either in high school or now, do you see the difference, or is it all just one juggalo, like, rubber band ball that you can't see the difference between the difference? It's always weird when people can't see the difference to me. Like, they're clearly two different groups. They just are, like, homies. Yes, but people, I think, uh, funny story, uh, wrestling-wise, someone we knew went to a uh, like an autograph signing or whatever and it was Britt Baker mm-hmm. from AEW okay and she wrestled at a gathering that's a whole nother story about the number of people who have wrestled at the gathering oh yeah there's some ridiculous it things it would blow there. your mind oh and another reason bitch because they sell tickets yeah. that's my and uh someone was like oh yeah like I, I know or I work with Twisted and she's like oh is that like ICP and he jokingly said, yeah, but better. <laughs> like, just because he's on that side of the... Sure, the, sure. The, I think people don't... A large majority of people... Oh, no, I don't think so. And it's not that, like, can't physically see the difference, but it's just all one... Yeah. You know, but do you... I don't know. If you hear them, do you know the difference? Do For you, sure. Do you know that, like, they're different gimmicks? And Somehow I can tell the difference vocally, but, like, yeah, visually and stuff. But I will say... I did know the difference because obviously 
Chris would just talk about it to us. And I was just always like, God damn, that's great. You know, or whatever. <laughs> Cause I remember just being like, yeah, there's the clowns. And you just being like, no, no, there's these new clowns. <laughs> just like, what now? <laughs> but I like that. They were like super fans, right? That's how it started. They were like big fans, right? They were a local group called the house of crazy. At- really open for ICP and stuff. I mean, I'm sure they're super influenced. They must influenced. have started as fans, right? Or like, they must have been, yeah, influenced by I them. imagine, yeah, everyone at to, that point was influenced by fair, them. no one wants to admit it in any form or fashion, but you've always got to be a fan of what you're getting into, of right? Of course. Like, they don't want to admit it? I, I don't think a lot of people do in any aspect. Oh, so, for sure. So like wrestling. Uh-huh. Uh, our buddy Andrew, <laughs> he trained to be a wrestler, right, yeah. locally. But I think they instill it in him you're not a fan anymore. Oh. So, like, you can't go to shows. You can't like the product in which you are now a part of. You are now part of it. But, like, so you, uh, we didn't even get into this. You're a comedian. Sure. You don't, like, in your head say, oh, I can't watch George Carlin. Or I, I can't like Seinfeld anymore, right? Like, do you feel like you're so into the product that you're not allowed to like your own genre. I, I feel I like definitely that, can like it, but it's hard to like enjoy it as a fan because you're just dissecting it no, instantly. That's another part of it, right? Well, to be fair, Andrew can't watch a match like we do, right? Because he'll like nitpick things, and that would bum me out to not be able to with wrestling. I mean, if like wrestling made me start to dissect right. it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to know the spots. I would never want to know why it works but the way. How it does. ironic! You do what you want to do, and now you can't enjoy. Like you For can't sure. enjoy The Office because like. Oh my God, Steve Carell is like phoned it in on this episode. Like, I'm not saying you're, but no, I know what you mean. There's times where like we're watching it, and I will sit, catch myself, be like, I would have said it like this, <laughs> like or something like that. Yeah. It's hard to like, yeah, that does like get in your head for sure. And I, I, I think my point was that they all came up at the same time, yeah, and they must have been fans of each other, mm-hmm. even as a friendly, but like. Do you want to admit that you're a fan of your peer? Were they they doing clown gimmick as well? No, they were more horror movie kind of same style of music, but not like outward clown carnival stuff. But still, if you're local Detroit horrorcore, there's a whole bunch of people and there still are. But it's just weird when you call each other. When you're a fan, I'm trying to think of a better example. It's hard to like, because yeah, like you said, they all kind of came up together. Imagine Esham was a little bit before everyone. So I don't know if Esham's kind of like the big bang of all that Detroit kind shit of is, being yeah. like scary. <laughs> and ICP made it more like clown carnival weird or twisted wit in the fucking uh, horror zombie. Yeah. We, we kept calling them stoner zombies on here. Um, and ironically, ICP will admit that they were fans of Esham. But I don't think Twisted Blaze, anyone would admit that they were talk fans about Esham really, yeah. of ICP. It's just, Why? I think just because they were Peers. So close. Can Obi Trice and D12 and Gordy say that they were fans of Eminem? That's very interesting. That's so, a good analogy. So M can I say he's a fan of now. Dre because Dre is fucking he's right. Right. Yeah. But like, right. I don't know. Does 50 say, oh yeah, I'm a fan of Eminem? They're fans of their work because now they're peers. Interesting but way like, to put it. Okay. Obi's not like, I grew up listening to Eminem. <laughs> he probably right. like saw him coming up. He's like, fuck that kid. And then he got bigger than him and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, maybe That's a good same. way to put it. Okay. All right. So it is like that. So 
Okay, so then why did they kind of adopt into... Oh, we've talked who, about this in... Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, like, I don't know. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I just was like, how did they... It's not like they won or something. I'm, I don't know if there was some sort of battle. And, like, if we win, you are the clowns with us. I think, like you said before, they went... I don't want to say where the money was. Yeah. But if you have, like... Say you have four groups... And they're all doing the same thing and beating their heads into the wall. Yeah. And one breaks through. Yep. And you can... Yeah, for like, sure. It's not like a sellout move at all. It's a, hey, let's go in this direction. Happens this. in every scene, right? Like on uh, bigger scales and smaller scales. I can really assume. One hits and then they every music label runs to Seattle right. and yeah. goes... Grab me any Nirvana fucking thing they have. And, but then some of those bands... We're good. We're good. Yeah. You like, know, so... Larry the Cable Guy can only sell 5,000 tickets, <laughs> but he goes with every other shithead, uh, <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy yes. and the guy with the dummy and all that, and they sell out arenas <laughs> and they're geniuses. It's but, true. I know. It's like a... What do you call it? Strength in numbers, maybe? It's true. Psychopathic's weird, especially at that time, because it felt... Like there was labels and stuff, but it felt more like... Professional. Like, oh yeah, they were like a team, like a football team. Like everyone was like parts working together at that time. It was very strange. Has there ever been just a giant documentary on them? Like Bill Simmons needs to get on ICP <laughs> and just be like, "Let's make the tell all." There's got to be so much footage. Well, like I mean, home they, video shit. So they did their own documentary. What was that ninety seven, ninety eight? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just came out with that. The new, the new one. one's pretty good. The it, it's about. The United States of Insanity, it's called, about them suing the government or the FBI for labeling Juggalos a gang. But they do a good, like, 20, 30-minute background okay. of the group, and there's a lot of cool old footage and yeah. shit on there. That it's, it's definitely from an outsider's perspective, because it's it caught me, and I, I, I didn't realize it till the end. We're going way off topic here. <laughs> we don't, yeah. They skewed it into ICP's thought, right? Like, their eyes. It's totally independent, but it's very pro-ICP. But everyone was like, and this is fast forwarding, everyone's like, how come ICP didn't promote this? And I'm like, oh, it's because it's not theirs, it's someone else's. But there's a section in there where they flip it, very documentary style, and make fun of themselves. And it's like, ooh, I wonder if Jay is sitting there watching this, and he's like, fuck. That was like 95% pro-us, but then you just threw it in there that like we're not biased. Mm -hmm. Because... Long story short, they're talking about how their fans are just normal people. They're not, like, criminals. Right. They're not whatever. And then they would show clips of a juggalo being like, oh, we're family. This is great. We all get along. And then they'd show the fucking, like, the Manson people saying right. the exact same thing. And then they would say a juggalo saying oh, a quote. See, right then, there. So, like, they were playing both sides. Again, documentary style. But right. it wasn't 100% from psychopathic. They, they twisted that a little bit. But it was funny. I laughed every time. Yeah. Because, like, we're not a gang. Like, we do this A, B, and C. And then they showed, like, gang footage from, like, Compton <laughs> in the 90s. And the guy would say the exact same thing that a juggalo was saying now. And you're like, oh, well. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, you, there's you, con Yeah, they're hinting at something. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's interesting. It's... I don't know how we got on that. Yeah. <laughs> we went on 18 talking tangents here. We were just trying to get uh, Garrett's perspective on if he knew Twisted separately from oh, the yeah. clowns. That's, that's right. A, that's where we're at. Yeah, I know the difference and always kind of knew the difference through Chris and stuff like that. And just kind of like never really knew their music as much. But I did kind of find them to be, when Chris would play them, they were a bit more talented, I would say. Uh, we've talked about how they 
little they, they go towards the hip hop a little more. Little, like. Yeah, and that would be more my flavor, honestly. And they, yeah, they could kind of go a little bit and so <laughs> a little bit. Oh come on, now. <laughs> we've discussed a that bad drug skill set when it comes to just straight rapping is. I'd have to hear it a good clip. Maybe I yeah. have, maybe I'm there's not giving props. There's something funny in this one where it comes up, and we'll we'll hit that. So we're gonna have you back multiple multiple times. Whatever so you want. Yeah, we sure <laughs> we can't. Uh, yeah, I'll tell my Rock of Ages stories. Shout just, out Rock of Ages, baby. We made it, dog. <laughs> by we made it, you mean they're still in business and it's, you threw eggs at kids? my ultimate goal to <laughs> have my own autograph signing there and line so long that I, my fans get egged by fucking Juggalos. That would be the full circle. Comes full think, circle on you. Who's ever covered in eggs? I'm like, I fucking deserve it. It's on me, dude. It's on me. And I know it's you guys whipping the eggs at them. That happens, Alpha Sure Egg, your fans. <laughs> you badass. And I know exactly who did it. <laughs> All right, so I don't even know where we are. Let's, Let's get to the the, uh, the history of the track here, a little, the background, you know? So we're talking about Spin the Bottle, producer on this track, Mike E. Clark. Much- yeah, we uh, flipped the script here on the reissue. We had Scott Sumner tearing it up, but now Mike Clark yeah, comes with some bangers. Yeah, a couple in a row here. I have something about this. Can I just jump in for a moment? <laughs> yeah, why not? Just, I'll, I'll sit back and let you. Uh, All right, so when we were at Astra Comic Con, when I was hanging with you guys there, there was... What does this have to do? No, this will have something to do with like producing of their songs. Okay, I'm sorry. Go no, on. that's okay. So we were all hanging out, and it was... I I could watch you guys become like, hey, they're here, like the clowns were there. And you guys were pointing out in their crew people to me, and you both pointed out some dude who looked like a normal-ass dude. And you were like, that dude has made every great beat. For ICP, that dude right there. Do you remember Mike Clark, this? He was there. Yeah. He was. Oh yeah, the, the year you were there, he was walking around. See, I remember shit. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah. See, and I was like that fucking guy. Was, and you guys are like that guy right there is responsible for their best shit. And, and, and he also made all summer long. <laughs> I was he probably did? actually yeah. working. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So that I remember that. So all right. All right, then you. Know I didn't know that was that guy though. I just heard producer and started telling that story. So interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Mikey Clark who made oh, this so beat. This must be a top tier song you gave me here. <laughs> I was uh, working hard. You two were probably jerking off, looking who was walking by. <laughs> oh, making, making oh. fun of Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah. his, uh, Jake the Snake being. Just fuck you, Jake. Wherever you are, dude. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that on a wrestling podcast in the future. <laughs> All right, spin the bottle. Uh, as we said, producer Mike Clark. Time we check in at four minutes thirteen seconds. It's pretty long ones. Yeah, still. this one feels weird just because of the the cadence of how each verse is real short. But there's a million of them, and, was, and the hook goes on forever at the end, like, like uh, always on these. Thank God you're saying that because my first reaction was like, "Holy shit! You want me to listen to this for over four <laughs> minutes?" I found that egregious. Yeah, it's a little long. <laughs> then what? This is like they're acting like they're fucking G units. We all die someday. Like, like they're all gonna take a fucking flow at it. I'm like, get out. They're gonna take something at it. (laughs) Well, they're trying to make notorious thugs over here. It sucks, dude. It's funny, and I don't know if we're ever. We have a couple chances this season to do this, but if we do different albums in the future, this is one of their first stabs. At doing a multiple man song. Interesting. And it's different each time. So, like, I'm, this is going to go real quick, and I'll just, we'll talk about it in the future. Mm-hmm. Lotus was like the Lotus and Riders came out right at the same time, yeah. right? And that was a very formulaic two guys do a versus hook. 
two versus hook two because they had six in these on this cd so you're looking at 85 bucks an hour spin the bottle hound dogs mm-hmm. they're like we have four fucking people now those are great titles like, <laughs> but like, it, through their years coming up they're like okay we're a two-man group or one man whatever you know for blaze yeah. and it's like okay hook verse hook verse hook you do one i do the other now they got four people five people six people fucking how many are the new riders Eighteen thousand, and like <laughs> It's a new formula, and I think all three of these on this CD were different. Okay. And they're kind of forming that, and this was real weird because yeah, everyone's got four bars next, four bar, and it's like yeah, it jumps in and out quick. Like, why, how did we do that? Like, why did we do it that right. way? But they were learning. That's interesting. Yeah, because I definitely it stuck out to me that like you know as a rap fan, I love those type of songs. Those are like kind of what I lean towards. Just like. Hey, every rapper jump and go. Yeah, crew it's, ones. Yeah, I fucking still like like Slaughterhouse when they were doing right. stuff. I was like, this is this is me all day. Yeah, I wish I liked Griselda more, but that's different. But um, <laughs> they're too slow. But um, they do, do, um, do, 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 do. is that what they sound? Like? <laughs> oh, they always do the gunshots. Oh yeah, the Griselda song. Do, 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 do. I'm going down the train and then the man and then the man. That's just every song sounds like that. But um, but yeah, that was weird to me listening to rap and just kind of being like. Why are they only saying kind of like four bars and moving on? It's way too choppy. Yeah. I just lose track. And then we're, we're three minutes into this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it's, a very weird choice. I agree. And I'm glad we talked about that right away because it's it gets better in their history. I mean, this is 97, 98. Yeah. They figured it out. They all figured it out. They do it way better. But yeah, these couple <laughs> on the CD, it's like... They just must have looked at each other like, I don't know how to do this. Do you this. think they tried doing it like that for the spin the bottle like theme? Or it's just it like, could be, but I'm saying, in and out? but 85 bucks an hour was kind of weird too. Yeah. And so was Hound Dogs. True. That, that does, do they all have two? No, they all have one, but it's like, some are shorter than others. It's like, it's weird. Yeah. I think it was just a learning process. And this one is, I don't want to say the worst of the three, but definitely like the choppiest of the yeah. three. When it came out, were you guys... Were you like, oh, I'm down with this this album that it's on and whatever it is and this song? And was the fan base down with it, too? Let's stop for a second. <laughs> We're going totally backwards, but that's okay. This is whatever stuff we you, can... No, oh, no, no, no. We can talk it. about this early. Sure. I'll let you steer. I wasn't I, sure. No, it's all good. I think at the time, this was a banger. I think so, yeah. And now, I, to some people, I bet it still is. But we're, like, dissecting it. And, like, word for word, it's like, oh, wow, that's weird. <laughs> I may not like it as much as I thought I did. But if they played it live tomorrow, we'd all be like, you ain't shit. That's what <laughs> I was going to ask. <laughs> we'd be doing the Would same shit. Would you be pumped if this oh, was for sure. Yeah. I you my boys. He's so Blaze did nasty. I was screaming along to like, uh, <laughs> I use anybody killer rubber after yeah. him. <laughs> I'm always blown away how much you guys can remember every to lyric. A <laughs> and I, I'm real bad at that. But yeah, there's some people who know it like a hundred percent. And it's weird, but I am like that with M too. Like I can just like know every verse. I don't know because my brain just would listen to it a thousand times. I'm still like that with him. But like, it's so stupid to say, but it's true. <laughs> but he's like my. He is a fucking one-man ICP. <laughs> <laughs>
the not be- all the, beef the squash beef. now. No <laughs> yeah, worries. but there's still a scar, ain't there, clowns? <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing is me and Chris always talk about the beef between them. Yeah. And Chris would always be like, you don't see their sign. <laughs> you defend the clowns. I would listen to both, though. I yeah, was, oh, uh, yeah. I think most people yeah. around here did. Yeah. I wanted to be clear. He would listen to both and talk shit about one. It's true. He hated him. Mainly you, to you, though. <laughs> but you would always kind of bring the light of M shit, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. Okay. But so you guys thought it was a banger. I think it's a very popular song. It was at the time, I think. Yeah. Probably, like you said, because it's one of the first times they've all were together. So you're marking out for that, I imagine. Yeah. I did remember, like, when I saw, when you sent me the link and it said Big Money Rustlers. Is that what it is, Rustlers? It's Hustlers. Hustlers. Yes. It's I remember <laughs> very much <laughs> making fun of that all the time. Like, I only can remember stuff that I mocked. <laughs> so whatever Chris would tell me, and Big Money Hustlers was one of the things that you would probably show us. Or, oh, yeah, we'd be hanging out at night drinking and yeah. throw it on. just. To- <laughs> I only ever wanted to watch Strangle Mania. If we were going to watch anything ICP, and he was always like, no, let's watch this cowboy movie or whatever. And I'm like, freaking get out of here with this Western. They're clowns, goddamn you, Chris. <sighs> so it's almost like Garrett's looking at my list here. Oh, uh, my bad. No, it's all good. <laughs> You're hitting all the things that we talk about just in random order. <laughs> right um, was this album like successful for them i think well, so. so you're we sent you the link for the big money hustlers soundtrack yeah which this is on most tasteless so we're doing most tasteless front to back which we did the original version and now this is the reissue when they oh. got signed to island records with icp these are the tracks that were added oh i can't okay but so on spotify they don't have the reissue on there gotcha. so it was on that soundtrack so that's how that's how you got that. Part, I see, I see. Which so, we, we might as well get through that. Go yeah, through the. Yeah. Uh, so this song did find itself on the Big Money Hustlers soundtrack and on the Cryptic Collections Valentine's Day edition. I mean, it's not. The, uh, <laughs> not <laughs> you, I'll just turn off your mic for this one because you'll go off on a tangent. <laughs> I can't wait. All of their, like, I was going to say love songs. <laughs> say all their, like, songs. Yeah, all their sex songs. They put on <laughs> one CD into, like, one very enormous, like, cringy <laughs> album. What's it called? Crypt, well, they always do Cryptic Collection, which is like their best of, you know, or like... Oh, it's a, like an Oddities one, like, like, you know, rare B-sides, tracks. yeah, rare tracks. Oh, okay. different this versions. was the Valentine's Day edition. With so they all just the collected songs. all their, yeah, fucking songs and put it on one mix CD. <laughs> it's, it's not called, it's called a Cryptic Collection? Yes. That's it? Valentine's Day edition. Oh, that's not a good enough name. You think they'd have something... I think they did because they did a Valentine's show, so it was a, like a giveaway at the show. Yeah. I bet you they were so pissed when they saw dick in a box they must have been like fuck how didn't we think of that song that's such a fucking juggalo song like a love song i love that you call them love songs well, what did you want they don't know love they don't know love they have two like, songs oh that's icp what i heard in this song has nothing about love in it today <laughs> this song is the outright opposite of love you sound like my wife. Juggalos don't know love. <laughs> you never know. Your wife seems like a great person, <laughs> a well-adjusted human being. <sighs> Where were we? <laughs> so it was popular, and it was on this. So it, okay, so let me ask you this: If we're not to, uh, so they got they go to Island Records, and that's like a big deal, right? Like that's like a big. And so they added these songs because they were like these will probably help the album. Like, probably, like, these will be bangers, right? They must have thought that. Yes, they took off some, and they put on some. Right. So And the ones they put on 
were all Mikey Clark ones who was doing ICP at the time. So and ICP was on every single track in one form or another. So yeah, you're you're going from local, like it's only being sold in Detroit, Toledo, Pittsburgh, right. to <laughs> national. Right. So you gotta like. Yeah, so you sprinkle ICP on to be like, hey, these guys are, they're part of our crew. Because at that time, anyone who opened for ICP, like instantly, like you had to fight to fucking get the crowd to like you because people just fucking throw shit at you, yell. <laughs> yeah, I so, remember hearing about yeah, tequila, so when, tequila. Yeah. <laughs> so when Twisted got signed, I think that's a lot of the reason you get ICP on all these tracks that are like trying to get the blessing. Yeah. Uh, again, like you've never heard of Obi Trice, but if you see a CD in Rock of Ages and there's a big fucking sticker that, as big as a thing that says Obi Trice and re- featuring, featuring Eminem, yeah. you're buying it. Fuck yeah. So I think that's what they did here. Okay. All and right. then you hook them and then you know, you're a fan of them. So. And they can deliver, and ICP must have known that, so that they could deliver. Yeah, because so. at this point, they had a handful of artists they signed that didn't pan out, and this was the one to, like, right. create their own fan base inside the subculture. Yeah, for sure. I get mixed <laughs> up on all the lineage of it. You guys have it. Yeah, it's we're like deep a in the weeds. We got, we got an outsider here. We have to try to... Uh, yeah, seriously, through. you guys are... I'm like, what are you talking... It's always like that. I'm like, what riddle box <laughs> card are you talking about? Like, it's so confusing. That was the other thing in high school. <laughs> we would always be like, Chris was in this constant quest of like riddle box cards and shit and like waiting for one to come out and then the Lotus comes out and I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Just be a rapper. Uh, high school, we were waiting for the sixth to drop. That was the big thing. That's the right. sixth, the final card. And you guys, every time we get drunk, his fucking child brain would go back to, God, when's it coming out or whatever the fuck is happening in his life? Well, now we're in the second deck, so we're waiting for the new we're, almost, we're almost done with the whole second deck, yeah. <laughs> waiting, waiting for the new sex. What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about we're, spin the bottle here. Yeah, let's get into it, finally. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, hold on. Oh, I love this 50 stuff. minutes deep, and we haven't my even bad. touched the song. It's, yeah. This is, okay. You'll do some editing, we'll clean it up. Yeah. No, probably not. We'll probably add more to it. Um, I don't think we mentioned this. It's uh, track number five on the reissue, so they threw it right. You know, yeah, pretty early, early on there. Da, da, da. Let's just get into the before we get into the lyrics. I'm gonna drop something on Chris that I don't know if he knows. So the beat's pretty simplistic, right? Like it's not super, you know, uh, complicated. Sure. Did you ever pick up that it's from the Goldies? I seen your note here and I didn't know that was. So it's from Barbecue on the Boulevard. Oh really? Yes. It's not the exact same, but it's close enough he took that and re remodeled it for yes this? Oh, now man. did they take that from something else i don't know but yeah it's yeah when i was digging i couldn't find any samples on them. i think mike clark's hard to find samples where i think he pulled you know drum loops things like that yeah, but like but not like straight up yeah it's not uh, like those early twisted songs where they're just jacking fucking parts of songs and stuff you yeah easily find easily well, it's the G-Funk, baby It's gonna make you crazy We flip it down, we rub it down We slop it like gravy I'm gold digger, bitch I'm packed with the funk If you think I farted It's because the shit stunk I'm the G-Funk Uh-huh The G-Funk G-Funk yeah. The G-Funk So, we're not gonna get that deep into it But Goldie's was a super group ICP made when their CD went gold. And it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be bad. It was made in one take. Oh, it's okay. Like, so it's not it's like funny. Well, yeah, it was like a party well. that they did for the give or the, that's where it was from, right? They did a party for the album going gold and they yeah. did this fake group 
the Goldies. Yeah. What and, type of music was it? Like rap and shit? Or? Yeah, but okay. it was just all talking about like their gold and how rich they were. Like they like, one called Thirteen Mile, just being like Thirteen Mile rich up. Yeah, <laughs> so it's funny. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's terrible quality and like they screw up. And but it, it's but it's, it's funny fun. they pulled that beat from there. Yeah. Very interesting. If we ever go gold, if we get 500,000 subscribers, we'll have a Goldie's Goldie's CD. party, yes. Yeah. We'll so a- rate, review, subscribe, get us there, and we'll throw a Goldie's party at the Token Lounge. <laughs> me, me and Rex will do a whole Goldie's season. Uh, he only wants it there because he lives close to it. He can wobble home. That's also true. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, so let's just go through the lyrics. Let's go. Say. Um, do we have to share our lyric sheet here? or do you, Oh, maybe. Uh, all right. Hold so, on. Yeah, um, here you can. I can I can knock it out from this angle. Um, so basically, we've talked about this in other tracks too. There's always a little bit of background filler, like it makes it sound like a party yeah. track. For, so there's back and forth banter, like in the background. Sure, sure. It starts off with that, but nothing like I don't, I don't think anything like noteworthy until the very end, right? Yeah. So the banter. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> when you were kids listening to this, this song comes out. How old are you, Pete? When the song hits, uh, senior in high school or first year oh, out. God, you must have been like hell yeah to this. <laughs> you must have loved this shit. And so I know you were like, yup. So were you like yes to this banter? This is fun because like I loved banter in the rap songs. Yeah. So were you guys like, oh, they're talking? Do you remember uh, feeling that in these I, type of songs? No, no, because it's more of a skit. Oh, okay. And it's I don't know. It was just there. Like there was never. Just leading up to the track kicking in. Because so I always thought you guys, you guys always thought they were hilarious, which sometimes they are. Yeah. So I was wondering if you guys were always so pumped that like, oh shit, they're gonna say something funny or whatever, because they mean, were kind of giving you comedy and oh, music. Yeah. Yes, that's part of it. Stranglemania. For right? sure. So that's the alone. I, I don't want to say. Oh, I was about to say they're comedic geniuses, <laughs> but like they do have an element of for, entertainment. I I will say I don't lie on comedy. Strangle Mania is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. I don't want to give them props on it. I laughed my ass off many nights at Strangle Mania. The banter here in this song, I don't think is funny until the very end. That's when it like becomes yeah. a juggalo canon right. issue. But right. we'll, we'll get into that later. Sure. I, I was about to try, and then I see Garrett's mouth like, uh, like he's about to say something else. So it's, I'll just you know, just the banter is so just fucking juvenile. It's just everything just on this disgusting the, pigs. I just yes. don't understand. You're grown men. I don't. It's very, it's very or like late '90s, like just vulgar to the sure. point of vulgar. Yeah. For sure, they vulgar were always at another level of it to me. No offense, I don't mean of, any offense. The vulgarity. Yeah, well, just they were so juvenile in their vulgarity to me that like Chris would play it and I'm like Ugh. you're probably you're probably <clears throat> playing shit like fucking the I can tell the, you the song it was Cotton Candy <laughs> and I was always like Chris knock it off with this and he would just be ah just loving it or whatever see I like, feel like we don't we don't laugh as much at the like the sex song jokes goofy shit but we laugh at like out of stupid dumb shit like we were laughing what uh, we a few, few episodes back at the fucking hotline when they're talking about uh yes I guess that's the same thing you're talking about a guy's sack yeah being four, four times as big as a normal nut sack <laughs> my god <laughs> what the hell it's, it's so ridiculous you can't help but laugh yeah it's childish humor it is ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous alright if you don't know spin the bottle is a game right. where kids you know, 
mm-hmm. uh, have a bottle. In the young the kids might not know. I don't know if they do that anymore. That's what, especially not post pandemic. Yeah, no well, yeah. So you uh, you have an empty bottle. I assume empty between a circle of kids. You spin it. The person who spins it has to kiss the person who it lands on. Right. That's the premise of spin the bottle, right? Sure. Right. What's that movie that just came out a couple of years ago with the uh, the kids? And like that, that was the premise. They were going to a party, and they uh, were trying to like learn how to kiss girls. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was like a super bad. But yes. like for like, for like junior high. Yes, yeah. I know what you're talking uh, about. Our buddy Mike said that he laughed so hard at that movie that he passed out. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> He's like, I woke up and I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> but like that was a pretty funny. I didn't expect it. But yeah. Like, it was talk about jarring that those kids are fucking like eight. And they're talking about this shit. That it's like, that's not super bad. For yeah. sure. They're, they're supposed to be like 18. These right. kids are like in third grade. <laughs> right. <laughs> talking about shit that's like, that shouldn't be happening. It, um, but that's it, the premise of the game, spin the bottle. Yes. And this takes it to another level, which I have another question about, but I'll let Garrett go ahead with No, it's just like one of those things of like, it. it's not that this was like any more, like, it's not like they're saying stuff that we weren't hearing from other artists at the time. Fucking M and 50 were saying the same exact shit, but like... Five years later. Go on. Yeah, for sure. Probably. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. But <laughs> I like how you group them all together, but this is like... There's just something about their fucking, though, their cadence of their talking. I mean, it's so just like, what's she gonna suck my dick, bitch? <laughs> I hate that, that weird comedic thing they would try I don't know. it's such a late 90s trope yeah. just speaking like that you know like just like she better suck by. and I'm like shut up with that and we've talked about how every CD has that of that era rap in particular you had a fight song a fucking song yes. a loving song yeah. a group song like they all your weed song like totally almost like hey we need 10 of these type of songs you end on a ballad you have a hidden track you have two skits everyone was doing that yeah that formula worked um what's the song yeah M was doing that with um he has one with uh D12 on it I don't know where the pour it out da, da, da. Yeah, so the banter. Okay. <laughs> so we're talking about uh, the game Spin the Bottle. <laughs> I'm going to ask this question right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is where it's ridiculous. Now we're, you're catching up to where we are here. Right. They are playing their characters because mm-hmm. they're not... The humans aren't doing this. This is their character. Their characters. Yes. They're playing Spin the Bottle. Right. Is it one girl and the four of them or is a different girl each time um, i know they allude to it at the very end but i'll escape that like when you're listening when I'm to listening? This, are you thinking like man this girl spins the bottle it lands on shaggy she goes and fucks him she comes back <laughs> she spins it again it lands on monoxide she goes and fucks him she comes back or is it a line of girls that are just spinning uh, the bottle uh, yeah I think I'm visualizing like a normal party you have a handful of girls and you have the uh, psychopathic crew as well they're all scattered together <laughs> That's why I'm doing it. I mean, the problem with that theory is that it lands on them in the same order on the second <laughs> round, but that's beside the point. I'll, I'll let that go. you got to leave some to the imagination. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's a song, but I'm guessing there's more than one chick there, but... I think it's a different girl. I think so. Okay. I'm just... Though the hook sounds like it's just one chick singing. Yeah, who's going next? I'm dying to see. 
I took it as there was multiple ladies in, in the room. For some reason, I, I found it to be maybe there's a hot tub or something. <laughs> if, in my head, when I started listening, I'm like, all right, they're at a hot tub, I bet. You know, I don't know why. Well, let's get into the lyrics, because you're not going to be wearing some cowboy boots in a hot tub. Well, that's and a, I'm very confused by the fluorescent glove. I love that. So that's not a, Oh, that's the first one, yeah. right? Okay, so first one, lands on monoxide. That is great. Usually, we don't go this in-depth. Oh, okay. But, like... Sometimes we do, but I, because these are so short, I sure. think we can. Right. Like, can I say something about the um the chorus? Because it starts with the chorus. What's going next? I'm, t- I, um, I did not think their singing was good. <laughs> I would have not sang it like that. It sounded just kind of like kind of repetitive in an annoying way. I don't know. I would have sang it more sexy, maybe. <laughs> And not so how like you, how would you have sung? There's your uh, yeah. lyrics. You could have just went like a groove on it, you know, just like what's going next, and I'm dying to see, you know, something like that. But instead, it's like, you turn into Run DMC next? there. I'm going It's always too choppy. It makes me bounce. I bounce to it. Yeah, I know you like this music. Who do you think I got to do that? I mean, obviously, I feel like I was going to ask you that. Maybe you have some stories. All those. Oh, she. Okay, so you heard her voice before. Oh, this. Is interesting. Like you hear it. Sometimes Jamie Madrox does the girl voice. Wow! But like not, this one for sure is not it? in like a good way. Like in a you can tell of he's like you know, in a derivative, no, terrible way no, towards women. But, but it's, not it's just, just a, very like uh, high pitch. Yeah, yeah. Yes. screechy to make them sound terrible. Like, far, like Farley on SNL. Oh, oh great! <laughs> I'm sure it's aged great. I'm sure he has a lot of respect for all women. Come on, now that's not where we're going. Well, sure, just, no, it's clearly him. This is right. clearly a woman, and I don't know if it was like let's see someone they knew. Jamie or... Madrax in the very beginning of this song says, "What's up with this bitch? She better come suck my dick." Or something. I mean, well, he's, that's a, that's he's a open for a few things. That's yeah. a threat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a call out to later. Don't you worry. Let's just get to the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or something. <laughs> so, as Chris alluded to, uh, the bottle lands on monoxide first. Right. And he is wearing cowboy boots and a fluorescent glove. Yeah, what, is the, what is the glove? I'm so confused by that. I, I have no idea. Where, this monoxide well, child? I guess because yeah. he's talking about he's riding here like a horse. So he's got the glove. You know, you got to grab the saddle with the glove. But it being fluorescent, I, just, I guess it's party. He's got the party glove on. Well, hold on. So I was confused by this. I'm glad we we are dissecting. So at fir- the first line is, it's Pauly, baby, Pauly. Who's that? That's, That's his, his real name. Yeah. Oh, all right. So that confused me. We're going fucking word by word here. I like. <laughs> well, that's confusing, you know. When I was listening to it as an outsider, I'm like, I because he kind of sounded like he was a like Italian mom. It's Paulie, baby, Paulie, and I'm like, is this a Paulie Paul, Walnuts, baby? Paul, yeah, yeah. he's kind of going with like a thing. I'm like, what is this thing that you're so, doing with this? I'm the god T. <laughs> so you bring this. Up. <laughs> What's your fucking plan? He catch a pack? We should have stopped the Roy Rogers. And I should have fucked the 11s, but I didn't. You bring this up. It's come up in other songs here that we've talked about. Is this the first time that he says his real name? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Obviously, Jamie's name is Jamie. Jay drops a Joe Bruce in this album. Okay. But that may be the first that's time. That's the first that, time Paul's been referenced, yeah. Yeah, so that's just a... With know. nipple lick and love, I'm sure that's what it. So the cowboy boots and fluorescent glove. What is that in reference to? We have no idea. That's where oh. we're confused. But as he goes along, I lash you up, jump on your back. So he's riding her like a bull. 
Yeah. But he just wears a fluorescent glove. You know, it's, it's a party. So he's got a little spice to his, his uh, glove. He doesn't need a saddle because he just sits on his nutsack. Yeah, I mean, nutsacks are prevalent in the juggle yeah. culture. This is where I want to be like as a comedy person, okay? Do you think he was proud when he wrote that last line? Like, this is hilarious, dude. Because I would have just been like, that could use some punch up. <laughs> it's not that funny. So... This has come See, up for 85 bucks an hour. I feel like it's a defense mechanism that they go back and say, we all sat down and did this in one take. And it was uh, like, hey, we just let's knock this out. And sure. that, that was real funny. Is that really the case? Or did they sit there and like... I love that you say that, Pete. Do it for like an hour, you know, right. days and weeks. And then they're no, like... No, it doesn't feel like that at all. Oh, yeah. man, that kind of sucks. Like, let's just say that we did it real quick. Right. And like, it, it sounded like a freestyle. That's very interesting. Yeah. See, I was always like, yeah, like, can you... Like, because I think they could do it better. They probably could. They're probably good, better artists than they give themselves credit for. This is going to be a leading thing, but I'll start it now. He doesn't do anything sexual with her. No, he just no. rides her like a horse. Yes. So I, I think we see a trend here going okay, forward. But sure. I just want to make note that it lands on monoxide. Right. He talks about what he's wearing. He likes licking nipples. Yeah. But he, then he just he sits on his nuts. Yeah. Th- that's, that's what his <laughs> turn was. Classic. <laughs> All right. So that's him. Oh, yeah. Next spin. spin. Next spin. Shaggy, too dope. <laughs> All right, so it might be. I love rap names. Remember when we were going to record three episodes tonight, <laughs> and then Darren came over. No worries. <laughs> we just got to not got to rock the dead somewhere. <laughs> Maybe a three parter. Then an hour, an hour and a half later, we're still talking. About this. So Shaggy's name is hilarious. It, it's dated, obviously, but it's no more dated than Jay-Z or something. Like, Shaggy too dope. Like, it's so <laughs> terrible. But, like, I love rap names, and I always just, when we were growing up, I was like, this dude's name is Shaggy too dope. I just <laughs> thought that was so hilarious. Like It is funny that over time, it kind of changes. Like, he doesn't use... That's so fucking stupid. He doesn't use his full name. Like, I think for a while, it was just too dope. And oh. then, like, I think now people just say Shaggy. Jane yeah. Shaggy. You it was, too, to it was too dope. Then he added Shaggy. And then, yeah, it just turned into Shaggy. Yeah. Sometimes Shag, sometimes Gweedy. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. I don't know. And Whatever. sometimes Stretch Nuts. He's, yeah. In this song, he calls himself Stretch Nuts, and he also did in a... He's yeah. a Southwest Strangler. so much fucking genitalia humor. Yeah, it's like, why? It's also very much... You brought him up, Randy Orton. Like he's the apex predator. He's the legend killer. He's got eighteen. <laughs> Everyone has like, yeah, yeah, names, yeah. so he's got like eighteen names. But that's his. Uh, you know, it's like when you watch the dog show, and it's like a long ass name. Yeah. But, uh, we just call him Bill, but, <laughs> but the dog's full name is like Sir William of you know whatever, whatever, whatever. And right. We call him Billy. So Shaggy lands on him, and uh, again, there's a. Uh, it's stretched nuts. <laughs> So he definitely talks about his balls again. Um, yeah, his sack is about to blow. Oh I mean, he's, yeah, he's, everyone, everyone here is a lot, lot built up in him. Yes, that's <laughs> a, a ongoing gimmick with all their <laughs> balls. If you skip right to the end, let's skip to the game and get down to humping, like which is also like a, I don't know, not a childish way, but just a very strange. It's juvenile. Yeah, <laughs> as I said before. So it lands on him, and he's like, well. I'm ready. Let's just get down the hump. Like he's, he, he doesn't mince words. He doesn't talk about his glove. He's just like, 
My balls are ready. Let's go. <laughs> My balls are ready to explode. Let's just fuck. Yeah. It was always written with like the sexual maturity of a 12 year old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're still saying humping and they, they're obsessed with dicks and sex and balls and nuts. I mean, it's a fucking game. What do you want from them? <laughs> totally, dude. What? Well, I'm dying to see. <laughs> but like, it's just, um, yeah, this, it's so much, um, just, yeah. Chicky chick stop the fronting. Is that just, you think that means just, that's I, another name for chick, like a girl? Yeah, I think he's saying, like, is he insinuating that she's not into it? And yeah. he's like, hey, just like, stop fronting. Yeah, this is the game. Like, right. I, you know you want to do it. Let's just get down to it. I feel like Let's I'm skip the... all the games and we're just down to business. All right, are we going to the next verse? Yeah. All right. Shaggy didn't have much there. Jamie Madrox. <laughs> oh, God. So, his verse here, he does what Garrett hates yeah. already. Uh, numerous things. He has all these like different voices. We'll call them different characters. Okay. You know about characters. Sure, right? sure. Um, and he like crams a lot of them into here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he does like three different voices in four bars. And mm-hmm. it's like, I get that you're trying to be funny and you're like putting over that I'm that guy. It, it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? It, it makes the, the song as a whole, it tells us like they're not being serious. They're just kind of fucking around. This Do you is think a, he was trying to be versatile or you think he was just fucking around? No, I think it comes across fucking around. It does. Yeah. Okay. On this one, yes. On this, these four bars, I think he's just fucking around and being funny. Maybe he saw what everyone else was doing. This is always in my head. We talked about this on 85 bucks an hour. Maybe he saw what everyone else was doing and he's like, I got to change it up. Like, I got to be different. Or okay. else everyone's just going to get lumped into, we're all just saying the same shit in four lines. Like, sure, sure. I have four lines. I have two minutes on TV. I got to make it. So when this is coming out, Twisted is trying to make a name for themselves within the within the whole culture, like in the genre, like with all yeah. the jugglers. They're, they're trying to like be so accepted yeah, break at this moment. Say, yeah. Yeah, so like with put, this album right here, with this, this is one of the songs from that project. This is the reissue. The reissue, yeah, okay. So, that, so the album already came out. This is the national Was it accepted? Version. It took time, but it, it took, was. Okay. And then when the national came out, did that kind of mean, oh, this is going to hit? Like, this is a hit? Uh, it's weird, uh, right? Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. I, I think it was a slow build because when Freak Show came out, they were playing like Royal Oak Music Theater, which is a pretty big jump. Yeah. For your second album. Yeah, for, for the Rock the Dead tour and all that, they were playing like Frankie's and Toledo and, yeah. and like... <laughs> Like the 500 club, and, but then people went. I mean, they still sure. did shows or whatever. But had a good time, but uh, yeah, they got a little bigger after this. So, so this was part of the. This is still wrestling. This is still their vignette. Like they're still leading up to. Oh, that's a good way to put it. We haven't talked about it in this song because this one wasn't anywhere. There were multiple like samplers. Like ICP put out a sampler with one of their new songs, like to hype their new CD. One of the songs from this album was on it. I see. So they're like, hey, you're checking us out. Here's our boys. Gotcha. Um, they would hand them out at concerts. They'd put them everywhere. Like, they would... This is getting way ahead of ourselves, but this is part of ICP's problem now with Twisted, is that they don't think Twisted respects that ICP brought them up. Like, hey, everything we did, we brought you with us. We went on Howard Stern. You were with us. We did a tour. You were with us. We had a CD. You were on it. We helped you. And now I don't think that you are respectful of that. That's do, you, like, do you agree? 
I, unless I, you don't want to talk about it on your Juggalo <laughs> podcast so you don't get heat. I no, don't know. Um, I see their point, but I think that's very small. I don't want to say small minded, but it's one part of it. Like, okay. how long can you hold that over someone? Totally. Or like, how much can you keep someone under your thumb before totally. they want to do something different? Yeah, they you clearly the, reached their own level. Of course. You held the door it. open for them, but they certainly got in, they got in the party and stayed. And you didn't do it for their well-being. Right. Oh, buy Twisted CD. That's right. I'm making 50% <laughs> exactly. of it. Exactly. You like, were trying to make money. It's business. Yeah. So it's, it's not the music fr- friendship. It's the music business. Right. right. So I get what they say, but to answer your question... Yes, they piggybacked, ICP piggybacked Twist on everything they did to make them big. Okay. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't Eminem put himself on D12 CD? Absolutely. Because who would have fucking bought that in Des Moines, Iowa, yeah. if it was just those five guys? 100%. So, yes. Uh, this, um, I hated the line just because it sounded corny well, as fuck. Well, there's only four of them, so you probably yeah. hate them all. The one, it just stuck with me because I was like, God, you fucking, uh I know you want my body fat kids are so sexy. And he says it like that or something. It's like that's yeah. stupid. So, I kind of like it. I know. I know you do. I think this, uh, like we kind of have alluded to here and before, they're still cementing their gimmicks. Uh-huh. To you who just picked up the CD and... <laughs> Not you in particular. Right. You bought the CD and you don't know who's who's from who. Mm-hmm. On the songs, now you're picking up their gimmicks. So Monoxide is like the chain smoker. Right. Jamie's the fat kid. And this is a prevalent thing throughout the Juggalo canon, if you will. Okay. That fat kids are, it's, it's okay to be overweight. He's and the it, one that's lost weight and gained weight, right? Well, that's, the, yeah. You guys always J- mention one of them. J- multiple, both. <laughs> yeah, Jay has done the same thing. Oh, okay. So has Blaze. Yeah, like you said, that was his gimmick, though, for a while, was the fat kid thing. I really hope you're saying that they were like, this was kind of like them cementing their gimmick because... Uh, it really sucks that they say it's me, Jamie Madrox. Like to start a rap with just like it's me and I'm in the house. Like it's just like why would you start with your name? You literally like imagine Eminem's like it's me Eminem and I'm here to stay. Like what the fuck. But all four of them did it. They do. Yeah. So it must have been if you just picked up the CD and you didn't know who was who. Totally right. It's funny that when I pick up like I can't even think of like a good example now. A rap CD with a group. And I'm like, how in the hell am I going to figure out who's who? But you do. And <laughs> you, you do. You don't know uh, when. Some I don't, though. Sometimes I just do. I'm like, I don't know who the hell was rapping what part on those. But like, if I listen to like Slaughterhouse for the first time or mm-hmm. even like Random Acts, I'd be like, who that? That's a good thing. I haven't yeah. listened to that in a long time. <laughs> like, who are these guys? How, do, how am I going to remember from song to song which one is which? But you do. So I think that's how you do it. You right. You have to submit It's that. not a very creative way to do it, but it is a way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to... I just... You could be creative in the way you rap it, but that's fine. Yeah. You only have four bars here. You got to... That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> hey, no, I'm just critiquing 20 years. It's yeah. easy to do it. It's yeah. so long ago. It's Hindsight's stupid. 2020. Yeah. So yeah, he definitely, like we said, has fucking three different voices in that in that song. I never picked up until this what that first line was. Yeah, I did not know that's what he says. <laughs> I guess I didn't pick up on it. I yeah, don't know. It's, it just didn't come out. Because uh, yeah, I'm trying to think in my head. Me, Jamie, man, the pillow is sweet. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I never. I can never. Yeah, I didn't it know out. that's what he said until I read the lyrics. But definitely, this. now we're going back to what they actually did. What did he actually do? He just says, 
take off your clothes and come next to me. Just stand he, next to him? Yes. He's, <laughs> he's insinuating that he enjoys going down on the ladies, but right. he then he just says, well, you know, I'm good at it, which is another gimmick, which is real weird. He talks about that in a lot of songs. <laughs> um, I'm good at this, but just take off your clothes and come next to me. Then he just well. knows I'm I'm so... I've. I have the aura. What, are the, what does uh, Kramer call it? The aura? Kramer, Kramer has the, uh, I can't think of the Essence? name. Essence? Yeah, Kramer says he had something that the women just can't find. Uh, <laughs> you know, un- I don't know. <laughs> All right. Jamie just knows once you're naked next to me, uh, it's over. Is it, I just this have it. is what he would say in 1999 to me, too, <laughs> in his room. And I go, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. Next up, Violent J, baby, is the wizard of the streets. Yeah. Finally lands on him. I like his. It's well, Violent J, baby. I like that part. Yeah. I mean, let's just skip right ahead. That he's not doing anything to her. He's just he's wearing her panties, <laughs> and then he, as Garrett alluded to in our text before this episode, uh, he goes down on her wearing his face paint, which mortified <laughs> you. This was like kind of the most creative vulgar line I thought in this song you got clown makeup smeared on your inner thighs he doesn't say what he's doing it's very right yeah, it's, it's just the idea that he has his makeup on if he was to go down on a girl with it but it's probably I don't want to talk about it but I think you're just, you're just skipping though he's rocking her panties to show you he's yeah. a freak he's <laughs> such a freak bro <laughs> Fucking jackass. I love him to death. How many times do you think he's ever done that in gimmick? What? Fuck that girl. Oh. Oh. Hundreds. hundreds. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hundreds. So many shows, for sure. He doesn't, like, wipe off. No, you're doing it right after the show. I they think come they right prefer. Backstage. I think it's uh, a uh, There's shield. a song about that. Yeah, I'm not doubting any of this. I just wanted to put it out there. It's a wild. Um, okay, so the Wizard of the Street, is that a reference to anything? Why is he the wizard? Is that He's a, the Wizard of the Hood. Which he is calls a, himself that. Which is a song and then a full-length uh, concept album. <laughs> Which is amazing. It's awesome. Let me say this, too, about these dudes. Let me give them their props. These motherfuckers can pump out material. And they build a universe. Like you said, is this a reference? Oh, yeah. It's a song back in the Carmel Seriously. Then you made a whole album about it. Yeah, that's a nickname. My ultimate, like, people that I look up to are universe builders. That's why I love Vince McMahon. Vince built a universe for us, and we live in that universe you love Star Wars, that's one, you know, Marvel there. And they did. They did build they built one. And so that's weird because like it's like how many other rappers can be like, Yeah, bitch, I built a world. Yeah, you're not just my... dropping albums. Right. <laughs> you're building an entire so they, they characters did. and right. callbacks. That's, like, I we joke about shit. it. But we stole it basically from a Roach Coach. Like it's a juggalo canon. Yeah. It's like their own it universe, is. like you said. It's and I don't give a shit. That's impressive. You know, mm. even if they had zero fans, that's impressive. And they had like a following. So <laughs> it's just weird that they you have a callback and you were like, Hell yeah, he's the wizard of the hood. <laughs> like you knew. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. I think that also just refers to their nerdy like not the day he played, but his brother played, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that. So to call yourself a wizard of something, yeah. that's not something we would say. But to him, it's like, then you're the highest of the high sure. in, in that realm. Yeah. So it's just kind of a, a callback to the nerdiness, I would think. Okay. All right. So he's uh, dancing in her panties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
then we get back to a little uh, little more banter. We break up the, the two sections of... Yeah, Jamie Madrox being mad that no one's <laughs> sucking his dick. <laughs> oh, mean, yeah. He says, someone better suck on my dick or something. I mean, uh, <laughs> what a love song this is. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really ask for it back when he jumped on, you know? Like you said, he just asked her to get naked and stand there, so... Yeah, exactly. I can't really blame her for knowing what... Yeah, mixed messages, pal. Come on. <laughs> he just feels lonely. That's all this is. He just wanted to cuddle, and now he... Look, we've all been at a party. We've all been Jamie Madrox once in our lives. We've been to a party. Your boys are fucking around. Everyone's fucking around but you. <laughs> You're in a hot tub, maybe. I don't know, dude. But, I mean, There's a hot tub at this party. But that's funny. Like, this is relatable. Not in ninety percent of it because it's ridiculous. Yeah, the, but the the outline of the party. Yeah, you're left left out. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> All right, so he banter's about that, and we'll get to that at the end. Lands on monoxide again. He is full of himself, wanting to tell the girl how great he is. <laughs> Call me the plumber, because I'll snake your drain. <sighs> yeah, I know. Buttermilk but, but, <laughs> love nugget. Is that what he says for real? Buttermilk love nugget? That's yeah. what I picked up on. <sighs> I, I, like, I like how it sounds whenever he's saying that. Buttermilk love <laughs> nugget. But I like, never knew what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it, like, it, it cuts off and like... Uh, a funny, quote-unquote yeah. way, not a real funny sure. way, but, like, that line says nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. th- that adds no value to the story or anything. The buttermilk. No, the, his whole the verse. Whole thing. Oh, yeah, it's... I, I don't understand where we're at with this. This is where I'm just always like, anyone could have wrote this. I'm sorry. And, Try harder. And to go back, he didn't do anything. Like, so in the uh, the real story of this, oh, it landed see. on him. Right. And what happened? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, he He's tickled, like, twisted her nipples, right? He actually did that, or he's saying he would do that? And I, yeah. All right, so we'll just, that was not the best of verses, so. I like how it goes, oh. though. Like, I, the verse, yeah, it makes no sense. <clears throat> the lyrics, said, but I like I like his flow. I like his. I understand. Dun, dun, We're dun, short dun, on time. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's keep going. Who's going next? I'm dying to see. Next up, it lands on Shaggy 2 Dope again. And what does he say? Uh, oh, it lands on him number two. He he realizes it. Oh, I, I was waiting for this. Do you have any questions about this verse? Um, Let me see. It... <laughs> well, I, I'll let Chris field this one because I know. Needin? Is that what we're stuck on? I, I didn't understand it. I don't. He already hit one Nedden. Nedden? Is yeah. that what he says in it? Yes. I already hit one Nedden. I don't know what that means. And now he's going for her friend. A Nedden is a vagina. Why? why? What is that? From I don't know why, actually. What, like, why do they start they calling it that? Made up their own word. When did you first, ins- like, when was it installed in the world? No, that's a very good question. Yeah. When we're doing this, and it's happened on other songs on this album, I try to think, is this the first time? Is this the f- And I know it's not. I'm just throwing this yeah. out there. First time they referenced the word Juggalo. First time they reference that. First time they've referenced all this stuff, and how did you pick up on it? Like, just context clues? Like, right. hey, I figured that out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's they don't explain it. And is this the first? It's it's a word that like clicked, and you instantly know that's what they're saying. But yeah, when it, when you first like, where did you first hear it, and when did you first like the Ned and Game? That was on Jekyll Brothers. 
That was on Malenko. Oh, right. Jesus. So, that's so that might have been the this. first. But they didn't explain it in that song. No, you just kind of pick up they on it. They didn't even say it. That's the name of the fucking It's the name track. of the song, but they don't say it in the song. <laughs> I love any kind of song where you're like, oh, that's the title, and they don't mention it at all. And yeah. Like, like, how'd you name that movie when you didn't reference you know, that at all? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So, yes, that, that is uh, where he's going there. And uh, much like Ric Flair... <laughs> no hair, no flair. No hair, no shags. Oh, fucking man. Now he's done with her. He wants to be with her friend. It's kind of interesting. And again, Shaggy, he's very open to any. He'll he'll fuck any woman, any size, shape. I know. think that's cool of him. Yeah, he's he's very inclusive when it comes to fucking. We've learned that a few times. He's from just him. down to connect with. He's at a party. He's having a lot of fun. Now, <laughs> Manox, aw, dude, he's not. He just wants a rider like a horse. You know? <laughs> right, but he's on his balls. fucking nutsack, dude. <laughs> <laughs> on his nads. These guys probably love the word nads. <laughs> no say, doubt, dude. It's never come up, but you just <laughs> busted out a nice 80s reference. Like, no doubt these guys love that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's cool, Vin. It's like, hey, I'm just down to hang with anybody here. We had a friend like that in high school, you know? We just had a lot of friends <laughs> like that, bud. <laughs> anyway, spinning the bottle. Right. Bottle spins. Who's up next? Who's going next? I'm dying to see. Spin the bottle, baby, and give it to me. Jamie Madrox. All right. <laughs> going back to earlier where he... You asked a million questions, but right. I think he may have, again, sat down and saw what everyone was doing, okay. and he, in his head, whether it's planned or not, said, I'm a good rapper. I'm going to double up and do this twice as fast and show everyone oh, like, sweet. My, my chops, Okay, because this is all like, and I'm not trying to sing it like them, but Shaggy is like, spin number two and yeah, my chance is looking good like that Jamie goes with a bang 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 and I ain't tripping like he doubles it up so if you're listening you're like fuck like this guy's got the chops sure so also you can notice he fucking literally doubles up because he has twice as many lyrics um he he throws in like the little voice at the end yeah at the end but like I think that's him saying Fucking, I'm the man. Mm-hmm. It's my CD. Fuck this. Like, I'm going to show them that what I can do. He drops the Ned in line, and he does. Again, he goes, you want to little- hear me use the word Ned and bitches? Watch me rap. My God. But there's, yeah. there's so much talk about nuts in this song. There's and a lot of nuts popping up in this one. There's nuts on every track they ever made. They love nuts, dude. So it's just. It's very sophomoric humor. It, sophomoric it's it needs a stronger word i just yeah it just but you're right i remember this part being like okay this feels like rap a little bit um rap feels that like- maybe if i gave it a year i might be just as good at maybe you could too pete don't feels think like you could a little bit that should be the subtitle of that episode Sounds like rap a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I ever met them, I'd be like, hey, dude, I think you are you sound like rap a little bit. <laughs> you sound like it a little bit. Yeah, uh, but no, that did feel faster, I will say. And yeah, he's uh, he's been so good at this that she's so ready that he has to change up his style. And, he is confident in yes. 
that does get over at a party. You know, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm out here and I'm rapping good and I'm with my boys and it is fun. It's definitely fun. And I'm about to leave a stain on your parents' bedsheets. Second song, the violent, violent second song that Jay Madrox has left his I'll DNA on someone's pillows or blankets. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it just ends on such a abrupt, tasteless <laughs> act for me. I'm just like, God, why, dude? <laughs> All right, then uh, bottle spins once again, and this is probably oh. like probably three minutes into the song right here, where I'm like, dude, how many times are we gonna go for this? Well, spin. Everyone gets two spins. <laughs> everyone right? gets two spins, and it just happens to land on everyone in the same order. Oh god. Um, Lands on Jay. <laughs> it's me again, Jay. <laughs> so he notices that maybe this girl's been through the ringer a little bit, whether it's with the same Yeah, you asked us to start it off, and I think maybe you're right. That's just the one? That's it's possible. Or he just landed on a girl, and he's like, oh, fuck The one you. everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you're the eighth one. I'm, I'm out of here. But he still needs to get his stuff done. So he, she should have landed on Shags, because Shags would have banged her either way. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. And Jay's just like, well, I guess I'll just go for the booty hole. And <laughs> I'm not judging any sort of, you know, this is a party, and if everyone's a consenting adult here, yeah. great. Sure. I mean, if you're in this game, I imagine you're consenting to whatever whatever's going on. I'm sure it was <laughs> definitely discussed with everybody before they all hung Everyone out. Everyone like, There happening? will be, like, stuff here, you know, fat kids and nuts <laughs> and stuff. But, like, it's the phrasing. Again, I'm going back to the artist part. Just saying booty hole. It's so <laughs> stupid, dude. That's so good. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. And because so- he's not just saying he's going to, you know, have sex with her booty hole. He's going to holla at her booty hole. <laughs> the word holla is good, dude. Well, he's saying that he, he's saying he is going to propose the idea of To that. her booty hole. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm saying I'm going to proposition you That's for good, yeah. such an act. He wants to make sure that she's consenting. Yeah, <laughs> right. Obviously. Okay. So this is, so then it goes into like, this is banter, right? Uh, yeah, so it goes, let me look at my thing. It At this point, I think it's Hook and the banter, like, overlapping, yes. so you can kind of hear it in the background. Right, because he's actually, screaming this part. Yes, you can hear it, and but this is, like, well written out. So it's basically Jamie Madrox, again, continuing his, like, hey, I'm not getting any, what's going on? Like, and, you're, yeah. you're doing this to this person and this to this person. I can't get anything done. And then the part comes out like, it would just touch my butt. Like, that's all the last part is. It's like, I'm going to pull my butt out. Just touch my butt. And I think that has lasted the test of time. Girl, you better touch my ass. I feel Definitely, like, that, like, after that happened, everyone was, like, making that reference. Yeah. So I was going to ask that. So we talk about in every song what from here yes. has lasted the test of time. Interesting. Okay. I think of all of this... That has lasted the test of That's time. That's like, what stuck out to me. The touch my butt joke. Yeah. If you went to a Twisted show and went in line and dodged the raw eggs that you were throwing at people, <laughs> I bet if you said, like, hey, come here and touch my butt, people would laugh if they knew this reference. Totally. But I they, don't know. Anymore, though? Like... Still to this day? That's a problem. Yeah. So we've talked about that. That in the, we're so fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> in the heyday, quote unquote, maybe, but people now may not know the CD as well. Interesting. Again, to go to, like, uh we go to a Pistons game. People are like, 
think Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups are like we thought fucking George Mikan was. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? Like, oh my god, do they play in black and white? It's like, <laughs> right. oh my god, like <laughs> the best player ever. Yeah, we're just it's just generational it's just yes. a too old of a generation. So I think people going to see Twisted now, especially because we've talked about this is literally why we're doing this podcast. Right. They're more of a rock sound now. So they're on 101 and they're on 89X and they're playing the Riff Fest. Oh. So people could see them and be like, hey, I'm going to buy this new CD. I like this. And then they go back and listen. If you're listening to this right now, we're kind of catching you up on the old stuff. Oh. You know, like maybe you just saw, I don't know, fucking the last Transformers movie, but you didn't realize there was a cartoon in the 80s. Go back and watch. Interesting. So we're helping people either recreate their old nostalgia, right. or we're teaching new fans, younger kids, what the old stuff is all about. Girl, you better touch my ass. All right, well, that's uh, a wrap on the song. Uh, do we have anything else? We've kind of intertwined everything that we usually talk about throughout the episode, right? Yeah, we uh, kind of touched on uh, everlasting juggalo culture. Yeah. I guess the only real thing to touch back on is where do you place it? Album, historically, like all your top lists. Where does, where does this fall? Yeah. Where? I can't wait to hear this. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say bottom half. Bottom half of, of the CD. Yeah, it's kind of similar to uh, eighty-five bucks. I like more. I think it's the same thing. I guess it's fun for what it is, but yeah, when it comes to the most tasteless album, I would almost call it a skipper. Maybe. Oof. I don't know. Yeah, back in the day, I think I would have thought this was fire. But going back, <laughs> going back, n- maybe not. Yeah, maybe. I ro- still say the beat. I dig. I dig the cadence. I love the. <laughs> But, yep. but now, yeah, I'd probably put it in the middle. Middle, if not lower. Middle. What do you think, Garrett? I think in the, you know, no offense, all respect to them, I just think it would be in the lower half of music. <laughs> if there's a top half of music and a lower half, I would just say, that there's a lot of music, so who knows who's in the lower. I would say that, that song, lower half. Their career, top half. That song, lower half. Way lower half. Yeah. I, um, yeah, when I generally hear it, I'm just thinking, guys, I think, I think it's just a whole, you could be better writers here. I think we could just do better on this song. And you can, I'm not put blame, but like, you know, how did this come to be? But, I don't know. It's, it's hindsight's 2020. I, 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 I but imagine like, you're trying to get a group one and just came up with the concept, like, they're, you know, tossing around ideas like, oh, what about like the old parties? We'd spin the bottle, and that's how you're going to jump from one person to the next. Yeah, and I have no idea in the context that they were making this album and wh- how this could have been needed, rushed. And they were yeah. like, fuck you, we didn't have time or didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't even know it would make the album. I get it. Uh, that's just me hearing uh, it. A lesser person, I think, would maybe say Twisted had one train of thought. And the boss had no. You got to do this. Like you need to do this formula. And they're like, "Oh fuck, we got to do this." This is the underlying storyline where Pete blames Jay for uh, all the songs we don't like. <laughs> uh, Interesting, if, Pete. But if you look at the stuff that they brought to the table, again, we'll go through this real quick because we've talked about this at nauseum. Twisted brings like this much to the party. You know, like there's a dinner party. Up oh, here's the the plates that we brought. Like, well, that's good. That's interesting. Like, bring us some more like that. But here's some stuff that we eat here. This is what we do. And they kind of cram that in there. So, 
not saying that's right or wrong. I mean, ICP was doing it bigger and better at the time, sure. and they brought Twisted in with them. So you've got to listen to the advice of the boss or the elder person. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, wasn't their flavor. Right. Like, uh, yeah, the- they found their flavor eventually, but I think this album in particular is like every fucking one thing from every food truck on one plate. And sure. it's just, it's too much Italian and Chinese and <laughs> German and whatever. Like it's, it's too much and it's, it blatantly shows. And these five songs were all ICP slash psychopathic sounding, you know, maybe minus, I don't know. Rock, but, Rock the Dead kind of gives some original most tastes vibes but it has mikey clark very distinct for beat. sure for um, sure so that got thrown but that's good like that wasn't a problem you know a blink very much twisted bringing their flavor to yeah it. but the other three barry may live has some twist to do it yeah probably but, but it, it has jacing and the hook and stuff so. and it's the tone of the the it's like the the mantra of them all going forward for sure and that's not I joke about ICP telling them what to do, but that one was like a collective, like, this is who we all are. Right. But, yeah, I don't even remember the original question. But like you said, like, with the with the formula, they did figure it out later. So maybe this and, first attempt was like, yeah, right, it was rough. And right away. Mm-hmm. Their next CD was very cohesive. and Right. So it was just an experiment that just hadn't been figured out yet. This was tough, because they brought X amount of songs to... ICP that they already did and they're like okay let's add these and right. they didn't redo the originals <laughs> yeah that's, so it's like that's tough I don't know it's like George Carlin doing a comedy album of like the stuff he did and then like oh now I know what I'm doing I didn't go back and redo that now yeah. I have like these demos and now like the new stuff on top of it it's, and it's not sequential either it's like old sounding new new old weird <laughs> interlude old old new right. it's and we kind of drop off some of the House of Crazies sound off the original and then these ones are like this track, Hound Dogs. It's kind of like they're taking ICP, Psychopathic, and then saying, like, what what would Twisted sound like in this world? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, maybe they're working through it with these ones for sure. And we never bring it up. They lost their producer. Like, ROC was their third member, and he did all of that stuff. And they're like, okay, we're going to go off on our own. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like, we don't have anyone to do our music yeah. for yeah, us. Yeah, we're like, rapping over completely different sound now. And maybe we did, like, one verse, one verse, one verse. Now, fuck, how do we fill that void of missing a third guy and our music? Like that, we're going to talk about it in a couple of weeks. But yeah, this CD, as classic, quote unquote, as Juggalos think it is, it's kind of a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. But we're nostalgic for it. But musically, it's I all mean, over it's, the place. I don't know if I this is good it. for my career to be on such a hot take podcast <laughs> about the Juggalos here. My God. They're going to love you. They, they already do. <laughs> Is that about it? Yeah. Is that our wrap-up? There's a lot going on here. Garrett, tell everyone what your deal is, where they can find you, what you do out there, since we've alluded to all of it, but we, we haven't really like, you know, gone into it in depth. Yeah. Uh, check us out on uh, all the social media platforms, just Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. It's Wayne County Life, L-Y-F-E, Wayne County Life, L-Y-F-E. 
Yeah, tell Spell it different, like a juggalo. See, you're fitting yeah. already. Hey, that's a nod to them, bro. <laughs> One of the characters is a big fan. So you got the Z at the end, like you're the Hardy Boys. You know, like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we didn't talk about it at all. Like, do you want to go into what you do, your characters, like your comedy, or you just oh, want, so, want to send people that way? Yeah, and... no. So I forget that there might be people who haven't seen it. Yeah. So it's like characters. <laughs> wow. I, I forget. That. Once again, a little. Yeah. No. Barry Horowitz. I forget your fans might not know about when I'm like in this. So like, it's like who is this comedian they're talking to? Um, fucking Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) (laughs) So the characters are based on like real life guys that kind of you would meet in like Wayne County, Michigan. Everyday guys. One is a guy who would be a juggalo who would love juggalos and be a part of it very much. And then a dude who's like a working dude, camo hats, high-vis guy, and then an Uncle Terry type guy that's like every old dude that you would know and probably have in your family. That's it. Wayne County life. There are some very Juggalo-esque episodes you have, too. I wore one Juggalo hoodie in a video, and I should do more in the hoodie. Well, we got a library over here you could dig through and get some wardrobe. (laughs) I mean, your Halloween ones from a couple years ago, I I re-share those every year. Yeah. The the House of Garage, I love. Uh, Kevin loves the, the Uber. Oh, yeah, the haunted minivan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Die laughing at that all the time, too. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be, uh, that's definitely a nod to them for sure. Those guys always loved it, like Cody type dudes, the character I play. Like, those guys were always, I would always make them love juggalos, you know, like those guys would always love bone and stuff, but always, I'd always see that damn riddle box CD <laughs> with them, like, no, not that. And you mentioned ICP in a couple of them. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a local thing. You can't I not. can't not. Yeah, he would be a fan, and I always try and keep it authentic. And so, yeah, he would, and he would love it. And I just, I want everyone to know about them. And they're a staple here. We, yeah. I don't care what anyone says. They are. For mm-hmm. us, they're like, as, they're like Coney dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows who they you are. You may not like Coney Island, but if you're doing something based in Detroit, right. you at least have to like show some kind of respect. I can it. say like my wife lives, she's from New Jersey, and so I meet a lot of people not from Michigan. And there has been two artists that they have ever asked me about like when they meet from Detroit, and that's Eminem and fucking ICP. <laughs> that's the only they go, oh, wait, isn't that from the cl- those clowns who rap? I'm like, hey, even people out in New Jersey were like, what's going on out there? So funny. Sorry, Ken Rock. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the world for Kid Rock. Sorry we get, sorry we exported him. His new song has a guy whose name is Monster Truck. That is the best name I've ever heard, dude. Stupid asshole. I love it. Yeah, we're sorry everybody for giving you that. Um We'll talk about this after all this, but it was also, I heard through the grapevine that ICP has seen your stuff and enjoys it. Oh so, my God, that would uh, be amazing. <laughs> one day, all these worlds will mix into one. It so. would be awesome. That would be hilarious to have any single one of them in a video. <laughs> a uh, single. <laughs> it would be hilarious. I'd be fucking be like, you guys have to come. <laughs> you have to be there. It'll be awesome. <laughs> I would need references and be like, these are my juggalo. Uh, well, we gave you an interpreter. Yeah, exactly. so you got one down. I would need interpreter. What? <laughs> what did you just do? I mean, yeah, yeah, now that I know the context, Chris. But like, 
I think that'd be so fun. Yeah, those guys are such a staple here. It'd it's going to be, awesome. be like Impractical Jokers. They're going to have the earpiece, and we're going to be in the background and be like, ask him about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can finally get my face paint question answered. What, do you, what kind of face paint is that? Ask him why he puts a little dot on why his nose. Little, little cute little puppy yeah. nose. I mean, yeah. Every clown's got to have a nose. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like one of their lyrics. Because every clown got a nose. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up. Uh, since we didn't do it earlier, we should probably go through all of our social medias, right? Sure. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Yep. All at Juggalo RWD. We have our email at Juggalo RWD at gmail.com. We have a hotline. If you want to give it a call, leave us a message or listen to our nonsense. That's 810. Garrett's going to love this. 810-666-1570 is the number. I'm juggling that you get to read off a hotline like it's the 90s. Damn. Well, hey, the sweet we're number. talking about 90s albums, so we might as well have yeah, a hotline. We're, we're literally the juggalo. Call us up on the hotline 666. <laughs> See? You can make up a song yeah, instantly as them. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, the website. JuggaloRewind.com has all of our, uh, you know, we have a player so you can listen there. You can find our Spotify, find all of our links. Maybe a web store one day. We can work on that. Yeah, we never know. We'll have a big (laughs) cartel. (laughs) Who knows? We got a lot of stuff going on. You'll see us out in the streets like Boy Kelly. They know our names. They know our name. East side, west side. Oh, I think that's it for this episode. It's going to be a fun one. Nice, <laughs> nice long boy, but that's okay. We appreciate that Garrett is on here. It's been of course. quite a long time. That you know, Long time coming. Come on, anytime. So we will have you back very soon. For sure. So for Garrett, for Chris, for me, my name is Peter. We didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning. Do <laughs> you listening you know to us, us now. Already. Yeah, you know who we are. Thank you for listening to the Juggalo Rewind. We will see you next week. Someone touch my butt. All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. Season one of the Juggalo Rewind Most Tasteless has been produced and distributed with full permission from Magic Ninja Entertainment. Thank you to George, Mike, Dustin, and Twisted, and everyone at Magic Ninja for allowing us to do this podcast for you. Girl, you better touch my ass.